Well, I bought some wood from a uh, white fella, and uh, as I was loaded on my truck, he told me, he said, uh, that wood that way you bought, he said, a man would have hung on that tree. I didn't believe it. Southern trees bear strange fruit. 78-year-old Freeman Vines would continue his disbelief about the wood until he shared his story with his friend Tim Duffy, who decided to do a little digging and uncovered the bone-chilling truth. Next thing I know, he had uh, newspaper clippings and he had done uh, infiltrated the folks and found out that it was true about the wood. A man was uh, killed on that wood. Shot him 200 times and cut off stuff and stuck in his mouth and it was horrific the way he died. Vine says he learned that the horrifying lynching happened in 1930, not far from his current home. And the more Tim researched and wanted to explore the area, the more uneasy Vines felt. He had the name of the road. He tried to carry me on the road we were killed on, tried to tell me about the folks. I said, Tim, I don't want to hear no more now. I said, I got to live down here. See, them people still down here right on, and they're a little bit old, but they got uh, relatives and stuff that ain't old, so I didn't want to get too deep in that. But concerns about his neighbors and his own safety was only the beginning. Vines, who has been making guitars for 50 years, experienced something he'd never felt before. It was something strange about that wood. Real strange. It had features in there that uh, all you had to do was embellish them with a, with a John Brown wire brush, and here would come stuff that would scare you to death, especially if you work nights like I do. Most had features like skulls and terror on faces and stuff. Snakes coming out of skull, mouth and eyes and all like that right there. All I had to do was scrape a little bit to get the bad wood from the good wood. And when I get through scraping, I said, good God Almighty, let me leave this alone. I ain't never had my hand on some wood that had experienced all and seen and heard what that wood had. I went on finished some of them anyway. Vine says he's not certain how many of the guitars he made but does remember how glad he was when Tim came to take them away for the museum tour. But the story doesn't end there. Tim came up, there was a piece there that I wasn't gonna bother with. Had a bad knot on it. So he kept right on and on and on. What are you gonna do with this and that and everything? So when he left, I got my mallet and, and started beating the knot. And when the knot came out and I shot one piece on top of the other, it was a shoe. Man, did that get to me. A pure natural shoot. So all I did, glued the top with the bottom, sanded it off a little bit, and the more I sanded and messed with it, the more it became the shape of an old shoe. Now, here's the little history behind that. Tim told me that the man that they killed worked on shoes because the folks were so poor they couldn't buy no shoes, so he would nail a little stuff over the holes and stuff. I didn't know that. Freeman Vines believes that all of the wood he works with carries a story. For five decades, he's built guitars out of materials that encompass his past, tobacco barns, mule troughs, and radio parts, to name a few. But nothing compares to the story of the wood from the hanging tree. Vines' hanging tree guitars hold a history that is seldom told. 
one that embodies the horrible acts of racism committed in the Jim Crow South, a story brought straight out of the wood into the world. For another view, I'm Lisa Gottlieb.